You're listening to Head Table Talk. I'm your host with all the toasts, Meredith. Each week, I bring you wedding news, hot takes, and stories about working in the wedding industry. Sit back, relax, and prepare your toasts. Hello, 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 Head Table Talkers. We are back with another episode. Oh my goodness, when I tell you that this episode with Amber. Amber is one of my favorite wedding vendors literally in the entire world. She makes a wedding day so smooth and she like should just teach a master class on how to plan weddings. Like she is just so great at her job. She's so personable and just love her all around. So before we get to the interview, we are going to talk about some wedding hot takes. Beginning you know, I always do like a little caveat at the beginning. Is that the right word? It is. Um, Little caveat at the beginning. These are just opinions. Everybody has the right to their own opinion. This is just a way for people to anonymously send in their opinions and for me to kind of discuss them and open up the conversation a little bit more. Okay, so today's first wedding hot take is the photographer slash videographer's meal should be paid for and offered every time. 100% agree with this. Um, It's actually quite surprising how many times it's not done that way. Um, You know, it's, I wouldn't say it's intentional, but I think a lot of people overlook it. You know, obviously when you're planning a wedding, if you're planning a seating chart, there's so many different, you know, aspects and relationships that go into where everyone's sitting there. But the number of times where we have to go out of our way to just be like, hey, can we get some food, please, is kind of astronomical. Um, basically, it's really easy how to do this. Have a table set aside for your vendors. It literally doesn't even have to be in your reception space. Like, I don't know about other vendors, but me personally, I prefer like if you're doing like a hotel wedding, sit us out at a little table right outside, like where the cocktail hour was, you know, have us served out there because, you know, we're on all day. And when I say on, I mean, you know, like personality wise, you know, we are just guns a blazing from 10 a.m. on. And having just like that little space of time where you don't have to make conversation with other people at the table, which is like fine, you know, we do it. Everybody's curious about our jobs. They want to ask questions. But I personally prefer to like sit out where I can still hear, you know, like when speeches are going, just sit back, relax, rest my face from smiling a little bit because the day's been awesome and just take a little bit of a breather, eat some great food. Um, You know, typically a lot of photographers, videographers, they get there at about 10 and, you know, we are going all day along with the bridal party. And, you know, bridal party might have some downtime where they can stop and eat sandwiches and stuff. And a lot of the times the photographers or videographers, they're getting, you know, B-roll detail shots during that time. Now, this is not meant to be like, a, oh, pity us, our job's so hard, we don't get to have a lunch. Like, it's just a consideration. It's a nice thing to do 
for your photographers and videographers just to be like, hey, you know what? I got your meal covered. Sit here. There's a glass of water waiting for you. Relax a little bit. So that is my opinion on that. And I think that's a pretty um, unanimous opinion. I don't think, like I said, I don't think like it's an intentional thing where people are like, no, I'm not going to feed my photographers. I think people just forget about it. You know, I think that's the main thing. Wedding hot take number two for the week. One person said we can skip the cake cutting and another person said cutting the cake is pointless. I agree with this personally. Um, I do a lot of album design for our clients and nobody ever really uses the cake cutting pictures for anything. Um, It's like, you know, I think it's more of just like a way to signify like dinner is over, dessert service is starting. But, you know, like some people just don't like cake. So I feel like you can find, you can still do something like a cake cutting, but make it more personable personal to you guys as a couple. Um, For example, I've had clients make like a s'mores together and that is adorable, you know, like they love s'mores. So they, you know, roasted a marshmallow over the fire, built a s'mores together and ate it. Um, My husband and I, neither of us are like necessarily big cake people, um, but we always eat creme brulee anytime that we like go out to eat. So we got a creme brulee, we like torched it ourselves on the top, and then we cracked it and fed each other that. So just find something that might be more to you. But yeah, I mean, like cutting the cake is just like, it's awkward too, because it's like, I don't know. I just don't, I don't, I don't understand the point of it, I guess. It's like, what other time in your life do you cut a cake together? Except maybe like a gender reveal or something, but it's like, Plus, it's just like an awkward setup too. Like no one knows how to do it properly. I always tell people um, to act like, you know, in the movies when like guys are like teaching girls like, oh, this is how you play golf. And they like wrap their arms around them and teach them how to swing. That's how like I prompt my couples to cut the cake. So like put your arms around her and act like you're teaching her how to cut a cake. Um, It's just, I don't understand the point of it. Just have cake there ready. Um, there are some beautiful cakes out there. I do love a good cake design, but it's just like, do you really need the whole pomp and circumstance around cutting a cake, feeding each other? And then what? Dessert time. All right, let's go. I don't know. Okay. Just a couple wedding hot takes this week. We have a great episode with Amber Therese. I can't wait for you guys to listen. We play a little game at the end and it's just a very, very fun episode. So we will be right back after a word from our sponsors. Head Table Talk is sponsored by Beloved The Shop. Beloved is a curated collection of women's elevated basics and versatile styles. When you shop with Beloved, you know you are working with a company that truly has heart. I mean, love is in their name and literally everything they do. With things from everyday essentials, adorable accessories, and 18 karat gold jewelry, Beloved is your one-stop shop for a capsule wardrobe. I recently got some products from Beloved and to say I'm obsessed is an understatement. The pieces are high quality, so comfortable, and reasonably priced. You can take advantage of their prices and more by using the code HTT10 at checkout for 10% off your purchase. That's code HTT10 at checkout. 
Shop today at BelovedTheShop.com and on Instagram. Pick up an Ankeny and fast shipping available. On this week's episode, we have Amber of Amber Therese Events. Amber uses her skills to craft events with a timeless appeal. She has experience planning intimate gatherings from 50 guests to week-long celebrations with her clients and 600 of their closest friends and family. She is able to connect with couples on a personal level and hone in on a wedding day vision to incorporate meaningful, memorable details that reflect their authentic love story. Amber is truly the best planner to work with and makes the day fun, effortless, and enjoyable. Welcome to the head table, Amber. Hello. Hi, I'm so excited. I'm so excited to have you here. Obviously, Midwest Live Shots is like one of your biggest fans. So, Oh my God, stop. (laughs) (laughs) Seriously, I think like every time I ask Scott like, hey, like, you know, I'm booking out podcast episodes. Is there anyone you really want to see? And he's like, Amber, 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 every time. (laughs) Probably because he thinks I'll just be ridiculous the whole time, which I mean, we'll see. He's not wrong, but I feel like I keep it together pretty well. <laughs> no, you're so fun to work with. It's crazy. I was thinking back the first time that I met you was it was like over five years ago now. I can't even remember which wedding it was. It was I, I don't remember their names, but it was in Owatana at the uh, country club and it was raining six years ago. That was okay. six years ago because I just sent that to Scott on the wow. it was yeah six years ago isn't that wild that's crazy and I knew from that yeah. day I was like damn this girl's <laughs> awesome want to work with her forever oh that day that day yes that was a wild one that was so I one. kind of gave a brief overview about your company can you kind of explain in your own words what you do and how you got started Yeah. So I am a wedding planner. I um, started the company nine years ago. I actually came into the industry as a hair and makeup artist. Um, So I did hair and makeup. And then I also have been a bridesmaid an embarrassing number of times. (laughs) Um, So that I just, you know, when you're in a wedding and you're in as many weddings as I've been in, you just kind of learn how they run and especially doing hair and makeup on site. Um, you witness a lot of things and literally I was on site doing hair and makeup for a client and their wedding started to crumble. Like things started to fall apart. Vendors called and said they weren't showing up a personal attendant who was essentially supposed to decorate, um, the venue just was like, I'm not coming. So like all the, like, as I'm doing the bride's hair, so I was like, okay, we're going to figure this out. Called my, he was my boyfriend at the time. He's my husband now, but called my boyfriend. And I'm like, all right, we are doing a wedding. So you need to go to city and get all these things. And he drove halfway across the state. We decorated everything. I like ran the show and it just kind of from then on word of mouth, like people were like, oh, she's really good at this. And it became a thing. <laughs> That's so like crazy. I mean, yeah, that it just you kind of were in the right place at the right time or you yeah. know, the right place at the wrong time, I guess. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yes. And so you said that was started. that was in what year? I think that that would have been even further back. Um, that was probably well, we weren't married yet. So that would have been in like 2008. Wow. Yeah, 2007 or 2008. 
because I, so like leading up to it, everybody was like, you should be a wedding planner. And I was like Mm. that, you know, in the Midwest, like people have been reluctant to come around to using wedding planners. Mm. So it really wasn't a thing. Um, And so then I just kept, I never left my mind. And I used to tell people if I could do anything, money didn't matter. I could start a company, just do whatever, had all the time in the world and like could just do what I wanted. I would be a wedding planner or a realtor. Super weird. I know, but I love houses too. So just going and touring other people's houses. <laughs> right, right. Literally. So and the housing market is fascinating. So those were the two mm. things. If I could do anything, my dream job would be wedding planner or realtor. And through the years, I just kind of decided, like, all right, let's figure this out. And in 2014, I formed the LLC and started the company, booked our first clients, and away we went. That's so fun. So you've really seen, you know, trends coming in and out. You've been around, around for a little bit. So that's going to be so interesting. Yes. Um, I want to go back and touch on a point that you just made about Midwest people being reluctant to hire planners, because I feel like it, I literally had never crossed my mind until you said it, but I was like, oh my gosh, that makes so much sense because Midwest Mm -hmm. people, obviously, you know, they have such big communities and big support systems and stuff not saying that people elsewhere don't have support systems but it is a type of culture that's like you know pick yourself up by your bootstraps do it yourself type of area Mm -hmm. so I can understand why planners would be you know not on their list of must-have for vendors yes how is that how is that like is it do you feel that that is changing as like, you know, social media has gotten bigger or anything? I think it's changing. I don't know that social media has much to do with it. I think it's just that people are starting to hire planners. People are starting to hire coordinators. Um, So then couples, and more importantly, the parents of our couples Mm. see what a relief it is and see how we make their wedding experience different, both as the parents of a couple getting married and as that couple getting married. I mean, and I think life is busy for everyone. Um, Things have just changed so much. It used to be the aunts and the moms like really rallying Mm -hmm. together. Well, now as communities grow further apart um, and families, you know, don't get together as often just because life is insane for everyone. I think that, People are really starting to value those large events where they do get to have everybody together again. So letting someone else take care of things is happening more. And I think that that's kind of the shift that's happening is that people are seeing day of coordinators and seeing planners and seeing what they do and the value that they bring to a wedding day. I think there's a, you know, kind of a stigma that it's just you're paying money for something that somebody else can do or that my yes. aunt can do for free. That's and it's that's like, so it's not. <laughs> yeah, it's you know when when I got engaged um and you know we sat down with my parents to like you know have the wedding planning talk. We said mm-hmm. like you know no matter what like we are hiring whether it's planner day of coordinator like I want someone you know I've 
been doing weddings for seven years now. So I want someone there to control the chaos. And my mom was like, well, why do you need a planner? Like, there's so many of us. You have so many sisters. I'm like, no, that's the problem <laughs> is there's too many of you and you're all going to want to help. And the communication is going to be bad. I just want one person to go to on the day to handle everything. And after the wedding, my mom was like, I don't know how we could have done it without her, you know? Yep. I can't tell you the number of times that that I had a dad just say to me a couple weeks ago, he's like, you should have charged double. That was the best money we spent. And it's like hearing that so many times over the last nine years, it just really highlights. I think that we need to do more education as an industry as a whole, as to what a planner does. It's not a frivolous expenditure. Like we are going to help you make sure that those ducks are all in a row that you're not making a spending choice somewhere that maybe you could do a little differently and get more bang for your buck. I always say, I'm going to save you money in the dumb decisions you're not going to make. Mm. Like you won't even notice that money that you're paying me because I'm going to save you money eventually. Yeah. And hiring a planner is just like, you think back you know, I think back on wedding days where there's planners compared to not having a planners and the brides are so much more stressed when there's mm-hmm. not a planner because, you know, they have to like make all those little decisions and they have to figure out like, oh, there, we're one boot near short. What do we do? Or, you know, the mm-hmm. suit place forgot one jacket. But if you have a planner, like you literally might not even know that that happened on your wedding day because you right. are literally off in la la land, which is where you should be on your wedding day. Right. I don't even tell my brides what time it is. <laughs> like, right. You just go where I tell you to go when I tell you to go there. You don't worry about a thing. Don't let it stress you out. Just enjoy this moment like with your girls before you, you know, put on your dress. Mm-hmm. It's we will handle everything else. The things that go wrong, we don't do a follow-up with our clients unless it is like just complete failure right. on a vendor side. We just handle it. We fix it. We deal with it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> There are things for my wedding day that I'm sure I still don't even know about. And I don't want to know about them, you know? Yeah, because something happens. Exactly. (laughs) And something happens at every single wedding. It is just, there is always something, always. So kind of going off of that, what are like some misconceptions that people might have about your job as a wedding planner? I think a lot of people really view a wedding planner is somebody that just like stands around with a clipboard, checking off things on a timeline, you know, wearing a dress and heels. And it is like, so different than that. It is, it is so different than that. If you see me on a wedding day, I am walking about 15 to 20 miles in a day, um, sweaty, like just hair a mess because we are in the trenches doing, we are lifting, we are moving, we are setting up, we are helping vendors unload, giving vendors directions, you know, answering vendor questions. And I think that that's something that so many people don't see that part. So they don't realize that it's not how it is in the movies. It's so much more hands-on than that, especially my company. Um, We just have a really hands-on approach. I always say like, we take care of our clients the way I would want my best friend's wedding taken care of. Like that's, we're very hands-on, we're very personable. And I think that the misconception is that we don't just sit and check off the list. We are there, we are helping, we are executing, doing, setting up escort cards, doing these, you know, the million little things that people Mm -hmm. don't see. 
And I have to applaud you because I've worked with some planners that do just, you know, check uh-huh. off this. But you are, like, like you said, literally in the trenches. You know, you do everything on a wedding day. And I cannot stress enough to people how awesome you are. I think it's just... One, it's my insane OCD, (laughs) (laughs) my OCD and my anxiety. And like, again, we just, how would you want your best friend's wedding to be taken care of? How, how would you want your best friend treated? Like we, one of my clients called me her wedding bestie, her Westie Mm -hmm. the whole time. She was super (laughs) type A, super. She's like, you're literally the only one I know that can execute this the way that I would She's like, so you are my wedding bestie, my Westie for life. Like, this is it because I know that you will handle it. We do. We handle what we need to handle. Mm -hmm. And I feel like a lot of brides are probably, you know, have the mindset. And when I say brides, I mean, you know, brides, grooms, couples, um, Mm -hmm. you know, they might have the mindset of like, oh, if you want it done right, you got to do it yourself. So having you there, you know, you know, you might call it OCD type A, whatever (laughs) there, I'm sure puts them at such ease. Yeah. And just the experience too. I mean, we've done this for nine years. I've done, I stopped counting at about 440 weddings and that was a few years ago. So I, we've got to be close to 600 now. Yeah. Um, so having that much experience under our belts, it just, it changes the way that you approach a day. Um, yes. I the things that, you know, <laughs> preach that enough, like experience with your wedding vendors is something that you cannot put a price tag on. So going yeah. off of that in the spirit of being like totally transparent, you know, things go wrong on a wedding day. Do you have like any wedding day horror stories or something just went insanely wrong I mean we typically fix them all so sometimes I feel like I black them out I mean there's (laughs) definitely been situations where you know the Sarah we had one ceremony that was at a small little church and all the roads were washing out (gasps) so we yeah so we put an assistant at like the road close sign to give like better directions to the guests because oh <laughs> the roads were washing out um because it had just rained so much right um what else have we had we've had I love stories like that because those are things that you yeah. can't control you know no and that you don't think of and that the couple I don't mm-hmm. think the couple ever know knew about it we've had storms we had a tented mm-hmm. wedding the same weekend that I was doing a wedding that first wedding with you it was that same mm-hmm. weekend um tented at home wedding that I had a team executing and the Thursday before we had a terrible storm go through and the straight line winds took out the tent <gasps> oh my god and it was yes it was a crazy crazy busy weekend there was a ton of damage to the tent oh um and by some miracle the tent company had the middle pieces of the tent. They had extra, they had all their tents out that weekend and they had extra pieces in the middle. So they were able to get everything pieced back together. And that, I don't think that the clients ever knew about because we jumped in to deal with it. Um, Because had, had those end pieces been ruined or damaged, the tent company had no end pieces. We've had flowers show up wrong. 
So I sent an assistant up to the wholesaler to get more flowers and bring them down. And like, I redid the centerpieces on the floor of the venue because oh my gosh. I, I was going to make sure they were right. Darn it. So yeah. Lots Look of crazy things like that. Yeah. You're just, oh, this whole time I'm just in awe of you. You're so amazing. <laughs> we do what we got to do to get it done. You know, like, do you have any wedding day rituals? I don't know that I have any like on the wedding day, just because the wedding days are also different. Mm-hmm. Um, I do have one the night before, like after rehearsal, I'll get all my stuff packed and ready to go. And then I watch a wedding movie. I oh, the pre-wedding. I watch like a wedding movie the night before. What are your favorites? Like, oh, um, oddly this year, I feel like I've watched the wedding date which you're probably too young to even know what movie that is. Yeah. <laughs> it, yeah. It's Deborah Messing and Dermot okay. Maroney, I think. Oh, it's so cute. So I've watched that one a lot. Um, Father of the Bride is such a oh, classic. classic. And like, yeah, I watched that one a lot. The Wedding Planner, of course. Of the course. Proposal is another good one. But I, I always watch. So yeah. Or Bridesmaids. <laughs> like just any wedding themed movie. Every time, every night before a wedding, I watch a wedding movie. That's really the only like ritual I can think of. <laughs> no, I love it. Um, so as a planner, you obviously help your clients plan weddings, work with vendors. Give us a little bit of a, not necessarily like a cheat sheet, but what are things that you look for in vendors in order to like recommend them? to your clients? Oh, there's so many things, honestly. Um, When you've been doing this as long as I have and you've worked with the amount of vendors that I've worked with, Mm -hmm. (laughs) there's so many things. And it really starts with um, budget. We always start with budget. You know, we have kind of groups of vendors that we know are going to fit our higher budget rides, vendors that we know are going to be kind of middle of the road. Budget's number one. And then the way they serve, um, mm-hmm. are they good to work with? Do they listen to us? Do they stick to a timeline? Are they good under pressure? Because we have worked with vendors right. that a photographer that it's raining out and they panic and we're giving the direction on the photos um, because they aren't experienced enough to work right. in the rain. Um, so just things like that, it really comes down to like experience, how they work under pressure, um, how they work with a planner. There are some vendors in the industry that don't work well with planners and that mm. is unfortunate, but That's so it's just weird. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah, you're literally it's... just there to help the day. Like not only the couple, but yeah. you really do help the vendors as well. Yeah. We try to, we try to. And I think that goes back to, to the fact that planners don't all operate the same. Mm. So I think that there are some planners that maybe do things differently or aren't as experienced or, and they can give the industry a bad name. Mm -hmm. Um, So, which there's such a low bar to entry um, as a wedding planner. You know, it's, you can be a bridesmaid once and then call yourself a wedding planner. There's really no education. There's no Mm -hmm. things needed um, to say that you're a wedding planner. Um, So I think that that kind of is what adds to that. Um, So we have to be really careful about 
making sure that our clients, because we have been in it so long, um, that our vendors all work well with planners because it's just your team. Like you're all there for the same reason. We Mm -hmm. want our vendors to succeed ultimately because then we succeed. If our videographer is struggling or our caterer is struggling, like we're going to help them. We're not going to be like, Oh, check them off the list. We'll never work with them again. We want everyone to succeed, but I don't know that that's every planner's attitude. (laughs) No, I love that. I talk about that a lot on this podcast, like on a wedding day, you know, as vendors, whether you're part of the same company or a different company, you are all there to work together as a team to serve Mm -hmm. the same client. So like you just got to work together at the end of the day. Yep. You really are a team. And I think that that gets lost sometimes um, for some reason. And I can't figure out why, but that really is number one. Like I communicate if we have to make change for dinner or, you know, this time of year, golden hour is at such a weird time. It's at a really tricky time. We it's are going to communicate. Is. It is. And if there's any cloud cover at all, you have to move it up. It's a whole thing. Um, so we are communicating with our photo and video teams. We're communicating with the venue. We're communicating with catering so that everyone is on the same page. Everyone knows what we're doing. If we have to make a change or adjust because of the weather and the light conditions, we are going to make sure that that couple gets out there for golden hour, make sure that everybody knows when it's happening so that everybody can do the best adjustment they can. Yeah, absolutely. I, I have a wedding horror story to tell you if that's oh, okay. Oh no. Cuz I want to see your reaction. So, oh no. I'm nervous already. <laughs> Let's say Okay, I'm just going to start at the beginning. So, we arrive to um the reception and the DJ comes up to us, we're chatting. We go through, you know, okay, this is what time grand entrance is, this is what time first dance is, this is what time golden hour is, like we lay it all out there, right? Okay. So, you know, it's about half an hour, 35 minutes before first answers are supposed to start. We photographers decide we're going to go out, scope out for golden hour. We walk back in 30 minutes before the first dance starting and they are walking off the dance floor. <gasps> 30 minutes before they were scheduled, before we confirmed with the DJ. And he didn't give us a heads up. You know, I have never felt worse on a wedding day. It's just, oh my God. Yeah. Can you believe that? I can't. This is why you hire a coordinator. Like someone as a liaison between the vendors, because it's one of those things, like some vendors just don't work well with other vendors and that's fine. And we can deal with that. But as a planner, they're going to work well with other vendors that day because yeah. I'm going to make sure. Right. It was just like so crazy. Cause we even like confirmed with him, like this is the time oh. for first. And it was just like, all right. <laughs> uh. Luckily, luckily the bride and groom were the most chill people ever. Um, we just yeah. had them go back and kind of fake it. And then we yeah. had an amazing golden hour time with them afterwards and could, you know, and that's the time that really, Yes. like seals the deal for the night. Yes. So I'm, I'm happy with how everything turned out. But at the time I was just like, I, I called Scott and I was like, Scott, what do I do? Oh no. I, yeah. it just like your heart just sinks a little bit because 
one, like I don't ever want another vendor to feel that way and have to have that conversation with the client when if the vendor, you know, if the DJ had communicated with you all better, it wouldn't have been an issue. Like we just don't want people to have those experiences. It's not, it's such a simple thing. You just communicate. It's not that hard at the end of the day. It's not that hard, but yeah. um, Okay. So I just want to talk about like a couple like fluffier things. um, And then (laughs) no more stories. (laughs) Do you have any wedding trends that you're seeing for like 2023 coming up that you're very excited for? Color. Yeah. Color. A lot of color coming back. For a yeah. long time, it's been so many white florals with tons of greenery, which is fine. Like it's mm-hmm. beautiful, but we've been doing a lot of desi- designs with color and kind of non-traditional floral uses, mm. um, some non-traditional food uses. Um, oh. So like, yeah, the return of stations versus yes. a plated dinner. Yes. So yes. fun. Um, and smaller. I think our guest counts are coming down quite a bit, which is we saw with, you know, COVID of course. Mm -hmm. Um, But now I think that people are realizing that like those smaller counts are kind of nice and you can do some really fun things within that. Yeah. Those are probably the two trends that we're seeing. You can spend more time with each individual person and, you know, we always talk about at Midwest Live Shots, like we find it weird if like people like come to your ceremony that you've never even met before, you know, like mm-hmm. so-and-so's plus one and they're literally watching you confess your love for the rest of your life. We're like, if you have to introduce yourself, should you be there? <laughs> I can tell you that I was one of those people that had 500 people at my wedding. And I remember doing the save the dates and I just kind of did them and I didn't ask any question, but then we got to the wedding invitations and I would hold up a name and I would ask my husband, I'm like, who, who is this? And he would be like, I don't know. I'm like, so then what, what are we doing? Right. Why are they coming? Like, what are we doing? But he's from a very small town. So I guess that's a thing. Yeah. Um, but it was just wild. It was yeah. wild. So many people. And looking back, it's like, forget it. Like we would have axed that list for sure. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. What is the best meal that you have ever had at a wedding? Oh my God, that's a hard one. The best <laughs> meal. Okay. There's probably two. I'm an appetizer girl. Like Ooh, yum. I love hors d'oeuvres. I love an appetizer. And one of the caterers out of Minneapolis makes the most amazing little red uh, potatoes. They like scoop out the center and put like this like creamy dill sauce with capers oh. and as a wedding vendor, you want the meat and potatoes, man. Like you by dinner have walked 16 miles. You've been working since six in the morning. So you're hitting that like 12, 13 hour mark work-wise. You want meat and potatoes. And those little appetizers are the best. They also do a brie, like a baked brie spread that is like heaven, heaven, heaven. And I have them two times this month. So I'm very excited about that. Yes. (laughs) I love them so much. Um, you know, I always those? ask, like, what's your favorite part of the day? And if you are a wedding vendor and you don't say the food, you are just lying. You're lying for <laughs> sure. Like, we can make it fluffy, but man, oh, man, like by the time dinner comes, like, you're so hungry and so tired yep. that you are just excited for that. But that and then 
there's like a risotto. Yeah. There's one company that does this. It's like a mushroom risotto and I don't even like mushrooms, but that risotto just makes me so happy. And I have no idea why it's like not the wedding foods you would expect. Right. But I had a truffle polenta a couple weeks ago. Oh yeah. Oh my gosh. Yes. Yes. So good. So good. So good. good. The carbs. All the carbs. Yeah. To kind of wrap this up, I want to play a little game with you. Oh, no. Okay. So I'm going to just list off some things that, you know, people might decide to do on a wedding day. And I want you to say whether it's like a red flag or if it's okay. I am not the person to play this game with. I'm too (laughs) honest. (laughs) I know. That's why I wanted to play it with you because I know you'll say exactly what you want to say. Yeah. Did Scott put you up to this? Because... (laughs) No, but I did ask Scott and Jen for some um, recommendations. Oh, God. Oh, no. no. (laughs) Okay. First one is if the groom smashes the cake in the bride's face. Divorce immediately. Goodbye. Like, do you know how much she spent on her makeup? Forget it. No. Automatic red flag. Automatic. Okay. Doing the dollar dance before the first dance. No. No, never. Um, if the groom doesn't cry when he sees the bride for the first time. Ooh, that's a tricky one. Mm-hmm. I mean, I wouldn't say that that's a red flag because adrenaline does weird things to right. your body. And so I think you just can't ever know how you're going to react. Like, yeah. So I don't think that that's some people just don't cry. Right. Yep. So I, I don't think that's a red flag. Okay, taking shots before you walk down the aisle. (laughs) Some people, like I have been the one to deliver a tequila shot to a bride before going down the aisle um, because girlfriend just needed, she needed to chill. Some people just don't like being in front of a lot of people. Like Mm -hmm. it doesn't have anything to do with like not wanting to get married or like thinking it's the wrong guy. It's never about that piece. It's about like all the people that are going to be watching them, they have a really hard time with that piece of it. So I don't think that that's so bad. I think it's the intent behind it. Are you taking it because you're nervous yeah. and you want to relax? Right. Or are you taking it because or you like, just want to get drunk really faster? Right. Like <laughs> if you're trying to just be toasty, like then maybe not. But if you just like yeah. need to get your nerves a little yeah. settled, go for it, girl. Okay. Fake first look with the groom, with a groomsman in a wedding dress. Ugh, I don't know. I like it's so it's a little cringe. Like mm-hmm. it's a little cringe. I just I don't know. Like I think it's overdone now and I just think that there's I don't know. I'm not into it. I don't think any of my couples have ever done it. I'm yeah. I just it's, we it's first of all like who has time for that? Like what are we building an extra hour mm-hmm. into our timeline for? Um, and I just, nah, no. Okay. Last one. Mentioning exes in speeches. Oh no. (laughs) Oh no. (laughs) Like maid of honor, best man. I mean, that's another hard one too. Like sometimes it's warranted and sometimes like, also people are getting married later in life now too. I feel like, so like, you could have some significant relationships prior to getting married that maybe need to be mentioned. So like not necessarily frowned upon. Yes. 
am I going to kick you out of the wedding and cut you off from the bar? Probably not. But like, maybe not. Unless it's like really, really warranted. Yeah. Like it better be a good joke or like a Mm. really make the groom look good. Yeah. You know? Or something. Absolutely. (laughs) I... I once did a wedding and the father of the groom gave a 29 minute long speech. Oh yeah. We've had that this year. Like, what do you do? You just let him go. Like we, we have had ones where I am like waiting bouquet and veil in hand to get them out to gold now <laughs> because we're losing light as yeah it's going on like the panic somebody like brought him water halfway through and he still oh, didn't get the my hint god oh my god <laughs> yeah for that's, sure yeah we've had some long ones that's yeah I think people don't realize how long that they're talking I think it goes back to that adrenaline too like they just black out a little bit yeah yeah at the beginning beginning of every episode um I have people like write in anonymously like their wedding hot takes no and one of them was that um like being able to edit (laughs) speeches and vetoes being allowed are like it should definitely be more common of a thing I mean I don't disagree with that but at the same (laughs) time like I think that there should definitely be someone timing it to make sure Mm -hmm. that it's like just always Good. ask for at least one other person to read your speech. Yeah, yeah. And make sure that it's not too long and write it down. We have a lot of parents that will try and go on the fly and that's when they get really long, mm-hmm. like really long. And that can be painful, painful. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Well, Amber, this has been so great. Where can our listeners so find you at online? Okay, I am Amber Therese Events and Therese without the H. So it's T-E-R-E-S-E. And I am Amber Therese Events across all platforms. So Instagram, do people use Facebook? I don't know. Facebook. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know what the cool kids are doing. Parents. Uh, Yeah, parents are on the Facebook. Um, I do have TikTok. I think we're Amber Therese Events there. So we're at Amber Trees Events across all socials and our website is ambertreesevents.com. Perfect. So pretty easy. <laughs> yes. So at the end of every episode, we toast to something in the last week that has made us laugh, um, you know, just been helpful to us. So I'm going to go first and then I'll have you toast if that's okay. 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 This week, I am going to toast to Costco wings. Um, <laughs> so random. <laughs> so random but you can go to Costco and get like this giant bag of wings and at the beginning of every football season I always get like two packs of them and then every time my favorite team plays on a primetime night we do wings with like buffalo wild wing sauce and it's just it's something that I look forward to every year and it just helps the week go by sometimes Costco wings I've never even been to a Costco (gasps) shut up I know I know my parents have a Costco membership. There isn't one where I live. So Mm. I have a Sam's Club, but I've never been to a Costco. And I told my mom, I'm like, I'll come to Rochester and then we can go to Costco because everybody talks about it all the time. Oh my gosh. I I literally had never been to Costco until I worked in the office with Scott. And Scott was like, wait, you've never been to Costco? He made me leave the office and go get a Costco membership. (laughs) 
that sounds like a very Scott thing to do. Yeah. Yeah. I, I was like, I mean, Scott knows that I've never been to Costco. So well, he will now. So <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. What are you going to toast to? Um, let's see my, oh, my leads did their first wedding on their own on awesome. Saturday. So toast to them, Sandra and Ashley, they did their first wedding all on their own. Mm-hmm. So they both officially are now promoted and That's they so exciting. It. It's so exciting. It's so good. Um, they've been with me all season. They are mm-hmm. both former brides of mine. Oh, cool. um, so yeah, they, yeah, they're just great. I love them and I'm so proud of them. And so to them, well, and they did great. love that for you as well. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes, it'll be. I'm told that I need to relax a little bit. <laughs> so, no having some good team members is so great. Yes, absolutely. Well, Amber, thank you so, so much for hopping yes. on here. This was so, so fun. fun. Yes, listeners, we will be back next week with another great episode. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. Bye. Bye.